C. diff, spores, and more is brought to you by Clorox Healthcare, trusted solutions for your infection prevention needs. Visit us on the web at CloroxHealthcare.com. Welcome to C. diff, spores, and more with your host, Nancy Kerala. We are here to discuss C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and other related healthcare topics. Now, here's your host, Nancy Kerala. Welcome to the program, and we welcome our listeners joining us. I'm Kevin Hirsch, and I'm your host for today. Uh, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Clorox Healthcare, for making this program possible. Please visit the Clorox Healthcare website to learn more about products keeping environments safer. That's cloroxhealthcare.com forward slash C diff radio. And it's a great pleasure to welcome our guest, Dr. Clifford J. Yankee of Indigo Clean. And uh, we're here to discuss today the use of visible light for continuous environmental disinfection. And just a little bit about Dr. Yankee. Uh, hey, uh, may I call you Clifford, sir? Please. Uh, Cliff is just fine. I'll call you Cliff. Thank you very much. Um, Cliff received his BS in engineering physics. This is a little background about Cliff. You're going to enjoy this. He's extremely knowledgeable. He received his BS in engineering physics from the Illinois Institute of Technology and his PhD in physics from Northwestern University. He joined Kennel in 2013, bringing over 24 years of photonics and healthcare experience in a range of fields related to defense, telecommunications, radiation oncology, medical imaging, analytics instruments, and surgical lighting to kennel. As one of the inventors of Indigo Clean, Dr. Yankee has led its development and instruction to healthcare facilities across the U.S., widely regarded as an industry expert on visible light disinfection, he has authored numerous articles on it and has led numerous studies using Indigo Clean demonstrating its performance in reducing bacteria and infections in a clinical setting. Well, so at this time, I would like to welcome Cliff to the program. Thank you for joining us today, Cliff. Thank you so much for having me on, and thanks to the CDF Foundation for inviting me to participate on the show today. You know, I think our topic is going to be of tremendous interest to your audience. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, um, Please continue. Great. So, you know, many people are familiar with the use of ultraviolet light for environmental disinfection. But really what I think your listeners will be surprised to learn is that, you know, light in the visible spectrum has been shown to be very effective in addressing environmental contamination and has some significant advantages over UV light. And just to put that in, you know, maybe a little bit more context, um, you know, we've known that for for, many years that sunlight is a great disinfectant, but it was always believed that it was the portion of the spectrum that was ultraviolet light that was responsible for that. Certainly, you can purify water. Uh, if you grew up like me in the Midwest, your, your mother probably hang the laundry outside in the yard uh, to let it dry, which helped remove and kill mold and bacteria that was in it. Um, you know, just all of these things, right? And so uh, this was something that was discovered um, by the University of Strathclyde. Some researchers there identified this portion of the spectrum, this visible light that could be used to disinfect uh, the environment. Very, very fascinating. Now, can we let's let's take a key topic here: environmental contamination and the risk infection transmission. Cliff, would you expand on that, please? Sure. Well, you know, just as a matter of general principle, uh, you know, hospitals clean the environment continuously because there's this overarching uh, knowledge that you know bacteria in the environment 
uh, can sit there and linger and get picked up by workers uh, on their hands, or it can be mobilized into the air and then get into patients. And how that mobilization and transmission occurs can be uh, a function of where you're at in the hospital. Uh, so, for example, many of your listeners might be surprised to think that the in the uh, operating room, uh, it's the cleanest place in the hospital, to be sure, but it's far from a clean environment in many cases. Uh, again, most people would be surprised to understand that the, the there's no standards for air quality in the operating room. Uh, there's actually standards for air quality where we make iPhones and make electronics, but there's no standards for air quality in an operating room. And this is important because many of your people doing the procedures uh, will shed bacteria to the environment. Uh, this is not because they're bad people. It's just, you know, the way we're made and bacteria sheds into the air and 10 million skin particles are shed every day. And the act of walking releases about a skin, th- 1,000, excuse me, skin particles per minute. And approximately 10% of those skin cells can carry microorganisms that can cause an infection by entering an open wound. And this is, again, something that's been known for a while. You know, Joseph Lister back in 1861 said, you know, it's not the air, it's something in the air. So we know that this is going on and that this bacteria can end up in people. And roughly a third of all of our healthcare-associated infection cost in the U.S. is associated with surgical site infections. You know, this is really interesting information, especially for our C. diff community, and I'm sure they're they're glomming onto everything you're talking about because I'm listening to what you're talking about, the bacteria in the air. And it's 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 a concern to a lot of people. Uh, can we talk about the use of visible light for environmental disinfection? Oh, sure. And that's really another uh, key element of this. You know, the visible light uh, portion of the spectrum is for you know the physics wonks here. It's in the area of 405 to 410 nanometers, which is you know visible light. And this light is spread into the room continuously, and it inactivates the pathogens. The pathogens absorb this light. And it creates a chemical reaction within them similar to pouring bleach on them. And this uh, light is safe for people to be in. And that's one of the key differences between it and ultraviolet light. So while the light is running, people could be in the room, which implies that while you're performing a surgical procedure, uh, while you're doing uh, an examination of some type, the light could be killing bacteria in the room, thereby reducing the chance of bacteria getting into a patient and causing an infection. The next question I have for you, can you tell us a little bit about how your technology works versus other disinfection systems? Sure. Well, so one of the benefits of this visible light um, is that, as I said, it can operate while people are in the room. But equally important, it's something that can be integrated into an overhead light fixture. And this allows it to really uh, take on all the benefits and characteristics of LED lights. Many of your listeners, both in hospital settings and even at home, probably have LED lights. And we use LED lights because they're very reliable. Uh, you, you pay a little more from up front, but then they can last you know, five to ten years, uh, perhaps even more. And also, those lights are easy to control. And if you think of the lights in your office, and we now have smart home gadgets where uh, the lights can be turned on and off and the intensity can be changed uh, just through the use of smart control systems. This technology, Indigo Clean, can leverage all of that. So, for example, in the operating rooms, we have a set of sensors that can actually detect whether people are in the room or not. And if people are in the room, it keeps the lights on in a mode that we call white disinfection mode. It uses regular white light to illuminate the room and some of this, some of this disinfecting light to actually disinfect uh, the uh, the room around you. Um, and then uh, when no one's in the room, 
the lights will actually shift to um, to uh, uh, this higher power mode, which will allow it to actually uh, provide a higher level of disinfection and create uh, a much uh, cleaner environment. So the sensors actually pick up uh, the fact that people are there and uh, see all of this uh, and select the right amount of disinfection for the room. And that's also important because what it does is it eliminates the chance that someone could forget to use this or that someone could improperly use it. And so, again, this is a huge benefit for listeners that's done automatically. Okay, now, now that you've said that, which is very interesting, can you tell us a, a little bit more about how your technology works versus, well, I think I just asked you the question. Uh, let's go on to this one. Um, let's see. Ah, you mentioned that visible light is less germicidal than UVC light. Does that mean it achieves less disinfection? Right. So that's a very interesting point. Um, the fact that it kills less bacteria per second means that it's you know one of the reasons it's safe for people to be in the room, but it operates 24-7. So at the end of the daily cycle, you're achieving a very similar effect. And mm-hmm. equally important, you're doing this disinfection when people are in the room and actively shedding skin cells while a patient might be open on the table. So again, this is sort of uh, the equivalent of driving 100 miles an hour for five hours versus driving you know 50 miles an hour for 10 hours. Uh, you get to the same point, you just get there quicker or more slowly. And so that's, uh, again, one of the key points. But to be sure, ultraviolet light is a great product. It has a lot of benefit and can actually do things um, that are uh, important in the healthcare setting. And so it's really just understanding the application of your space and what you're trying to achieve uh, you know, uh, in that given area. Now, uh, can you tell us a little bit more about how you're developing this technology how, or how you developed it? What's the background of right. this Sure. Actually, I started a previous life at another uh, company. I was actually working on small photonic devices, which uh, could be used to uh, disinfect uh, wounds. And uh, came across the basic science for this and found the University of Strathclyde had actually looked into using this as an environmental disinfection system. And so when we apply that, that gives us this uh, you know, ability to actually provide a continually safe environment. And when I uh, further investigated the technology, I, I really understood the operational benefit of it. That is to say that, um, you know, in the healthcare space, given that both my mother and uh, wife are nurses, the one thing I understood was that healthcare workers don't have time to continually uh, do something uh, in, beyond provide medical care. So it gives them a chance to forget to do it or do it wrong. And so I saw this benefit and I really reached out to the university and said, hey, look, can we commercialize this technology? And they realized that our company, Kennel Manufacturing, is really you know, the experts in making uh, specification-grade light fixtures for really challenging environments. So it was a great partnership from the scientific side and the, um, you know, the lighting manufacturer side. And we've spent the past few years really commercializing the technology, not only just to put an LED in a fixture, um, but really to understand how much dose you need in a space and how to integrate the light into the space to not affect clinical practice. Now, um, I'd love to know what pathogens does Indigo uh, Clean kill? Sure. Well, so Indigo Clean effectively can kill virtually any type of bacteria, but like most disinfectants, it's more or less effective against um, certain types of organisms. So as you might imagine, you know, of interest to listeners here, uh, C. diff endospores, um, the product can be effective against that. We really need to have it operate in this blue light mode. So that makes it great for certain spaces. Um, you wouldn't try to necessarily disinfect a hallway for C. diff with this light because it would need to be in all blue mode, which would make it um, perhaps a bit uh, wonky to look at. 
Um, really what you're uh, interested in looking at is uh, the range of organisms that cause infections. So stuff like Staph aureus. Uh, this is kryptonite against Staph aureus. But it really also affects all of the common escape pathogens that folks see in the hospitals. Now, uh, we only have a moment left, but would you like to speak just a bit about C. diff in particular? And we can pick up again on that later. Sure. Well, so C. diff, you know, what we've learned is that C. diff is largely gastrointestinal and really of a lot of concern in the patient room. So when we see it in the, um, the, the patient room, we think of the bathroom, we think this light is ideally situated to disinfect the patient bathrooms. Uh, and that's really what makes it fit. Uh, again, in this kind of continuum of healthcare disinfection where you're disinfecting the patient room with a variety of solutions, and in the bathroom you can use this light for zero additional effort. You can remove 70% of C. diff endospores after a day of use. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that's fantastic, and I'm sure our, pre- our listeners are appreciating that. But look, we're going to break for um, commercial right now. And so we want to thank you, Cliff, for sharing this information with our global listeners. We're going to pause for that commercial break, and when we return, we'll continue discussing the use of visible light for continuous environmental disinfection with Dr. Clifford J. Yankee of Indigo Clean. So stay tuned, and we'll return after these messages from our sponsor, Clorox Healthcare. Making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Because C. difficile lives on surfaces for weeks, because it infects nearly 500,000 Americans yearly, you need disinfectants you can trust. Clorox Healthcare bleach products, cited by more studies to kill C. diff than any other products. EPA registered to kill C. diff in as fast as three minutes. Trusted disinfectants to kill C. diff spores in hospitals, because even one C. diff infection is too many. Learn more at CloroxHealthcare.com. The C. diff Foundation offers global community support sessions. C. diff can affect anyone at any age, at any location in the world. Receive support from topic experts sharing information on nutrition, mental health, C. difficile prevention, treatments, and environmental safety. Get answers to your questions. You're not alone. Support is just a phone call or mouse click away. To register for a session, call the C. diff Foundation at 919-201-1512 or visit us on the web at cdifffoundation.org. Have you done any of these things today? Exited a restroom? Entered and exited a patient's room? Visited a doctor's office? Have you done this today? Washed your hands? Hand washing remains the single most important task of the day. It takes soap, water, a minimum of 30 seconds, and a clean dry towel to turn off faucets and dry hands to stop giving germs a free ride. Keep safe from germs worldwide. Hand washing, number one in infection prevention. For additional information on handwashing instructions, visit cdifffoundation.org. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are listening to C. diff, spores, and more. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now, back to our program. Here again is your host, Nancy Kerala. Welcome back to the program. I'm your guest host, Kevin Hirsch, and I'm here with Cliff 
Yankee of Indigo Clean, and we're going to continue discussing the use of visible light for continuous environmental disinfection. Well, we're in the second segment here, and what I'd like to do is let's let's go over the evidence. Let's look at talk about the use of visible light for environmental disinfection, the evidence. And the first question I'm going to have is, uh, well, please share with us how you came up with the idea of the studies you have conducted. Sure. Well, so the studies that we uh, started to build on here was first to demonstrate how this kills bacteria in an actual occupied room or clinical setting. And, you know, the challenge for this is that a regular disinfectant, you can spray that uh, on a surface or apply to a surface, and then very quickly within the dwell dwell time, which is maybe five to ten minutes, uh, sample the bacteria and show that it's killed something. Here, because this runs over a longer period of time, and because it's in a room and people can come into and out of a room, it can affect the measurements if you're not careful. So we had to design studies that were conducted over a period of typically a month where we were sampling uh, multiple locations in the room at multiple times of day over this time period before and after the installation of the lights. And when we have that, um, uh, that baseline to compare, then we're able to show what we call an average reduction or uh, average bacterial reduction throughout the room. And so we use good old-fashioned contact agar plates, which many of your listeners on the medical side would appreciate uh, as the gold standard for environmental disinfection. So we did those studies starting at the Medical College of Wisconsin in a waiting room. We moved to um, patient rooms and operating rooms. So we've done those studies. Uh, But really what's of interest to your listeners is the validation of the technology uh, in reducing infections. And we're very proud to have published uh, just recently here in the American Journal of Infection Control, AJIC, um, the first ever study uh, in the world showing the reduction of surgical site infections using this technology. And so I just want to thank, uh, you know, the folks who worked on that study, uh, Linnell Morell, uh, Aaron Hamilton, uh, Helen Johnson, and Maureen Spencer. It's outstanding work. And again, it shows that uh, using this in an operating room uh, at the Murray Regional Medical Center, we were able to reduce surgical site infections by 75%. And I'll say that again for your listeners, a 75% reduction in surgical site infections over a one-year period. Very substantial uh, number of people whose lives are positively impacted by the technology. Now, have those reductions translated into fewer surgical site infections? Well, that's exactly what the study measured. So um, it actually looked at the surgical site infections uh, that uh, people had over that one-year period um, before and after the installation of the lights. And so the, I think what you're getting to is the real translation into, uh, you know, the cost savings for the healthcare system as well. Uh, obviously, the human life is important, uh, but also for healthcare systems, they need to understand the financial benefit of this. A typical surgical site infection might be uh, would cost the hospital around $25,000. If you get into orthopedic joint replacements, these surgical site infections can cost $100,000 or more. So simply putting these lights in one operating room and saving 75% of their infections, they pay themselves back in about two months. So it's, it's a very simple financial, um, I'm going to call it a short putt to use a golf phrase, um, but for the listeners uh, who are uh, patients, it's something you want to consider when you look at an institution and uh, where you might have a, a hip surgery done or a knee surgery. Um, you might want to look at all the different uh, programs they have available for reducing surgical site infections, and this would be one element of a multifaceted program. Can you tell us more about some of your other studies or case reports? Sure. So we've looked at um, not only the, the, you know, the waiting areas, we've also looked at patient rooms. We find that to be a very interesting location because 
you know, in the patient room, you want to um, rest and turn the lights off. Um, so it can interrupt the benefit of the light. But what we've seen is that when the lights are on, uh, you can get a really substantial reduction, uh, as I said, in the bathrooms and in the patient room. Another study we just recently finished is actually in the emergency departments. Now, as you know, people come in off the street colonized with just about anything. And as they're colonized, uh, that bacteria can be deposited and left to be picked up by someone else who's in the room next or transported throughout the facility. So that's a really uh, you know interesting um, uh, you know, study that we've done there. And we showed, I think it was like a 60 to 70% reduction in bacteria when using the lights as well. So clearly this is something that can be used throughout the entire healthcare environment. I, I love that. Now, and, you know, when we talk about future studies, do you have any more planned or any underway right now? Sure. So we have some really interesting studies looking at um, the uh, whole cell genomic analysis uh, with some uh, the world's leading research on this topic to map out bacterial transmission in the uh, operating room. And this is Dr. Randy Loftus at the University of Iowa. He and his team, Dr. Franklin Dexter and the rest of the folks there, are the experts on this subject. And you'd be surprised how bacteria can be transmitted uh, around the operating room uh, and even outside of the operating room into the, uh, you know, the patient room and other surfaces in the hospital. And we're also uh, getting a tremendous interest in our doing studies in uh, pharmacies at hospitals. They do uh, compounding, of, say, IV bags or, uh, you know, other uh, uh, compounds there, excuse me. Uh, this is, again, another critical area within the hospital. Yeah, and, you know, the next question I have is, is it's, it's more about um, other applications. Do you, what other applications do you foresee for this technology? Well, it's an interesting question because our, our, I think, you know, thought is that, yes, there's lots of bacteria everywhere in the world. And killing bacteria is, a, is a, certainly a, a good thing in that regard. But it's also a combination of where can the technology be effective and where can it be uh, candidly uh, financially rewarding for someone to deploy it. And so it leads us back every time to healthcare. Uh, to be sure, uh, you know, food processing is certainly a, a, a case where folks have some concern. But that's typically more in the um, you know, the, the, the food uh, preparation areas. And again, it's something that happens fairly infrequently here in the U.S., uh, you know, in a way that the lights would prevent. So, you know, when we think of other applications, I think uh, also of uh, home applications, uh, you know, many of your listeners might be, uh, you know, individuals who are not in the medical profession, but just simply uh, consumers of healthcare, as we all are. And thinking of using this in the house uh, can be a bit misleading because, again, uh, it could be almost a placebo if you're not careful. Taking a light fixture, putting one or two LEDs into it, and putting it in the ceiling is not disinfecting the room. Mm-hmm. You need enough dose in the space to overcome the organism's ability to um, respond to this. And so, uh, you know, you really need to think about how you use this technology. You have to have enough uh, you know, LEDs per fixture, the right wavelength of light, the right quantity of fixtures in the room, and the lights have to be on. The one area in the house that I, that I do think is uh, really of potential uh, importance would be uh, dialysis. Folks who are at home getting dialysis, and we think this technology could be something that's used in the house, but it's really finding the right product to fit into that environment because, as you might imagine, your house is wired electrically very differently than a hospital is. And it's something that we're looking at, but it's also something for us to think more about. You know, during the break, you and I had a small conversation, and, and I was talking about how great this technology is. And you had touched on that there's third-party evidence on reducing infections. Could you expand upon that a little bit? Sure. And, you know, as I mentioned, we had just completed this study in the American Journal of Infection Control. It was just published here, uh, I think, you know, last month. 
Um, and it really is the uh, kind of defining uh, seminal event for this technology. It's a major article, which I think says something about how uh, important the editors believe it is to the field. And it's a very thorough uh, evaluation of the topic. And what we found was really interesting was that the contamination, the reduction of contamination and surgical site infections was not just limited to the room where we put the lights in. Um, we had the two rooms that were directly adjacent to each other that shared the same air handler and which also shared their equipment because in many cases they would use the, um, the tables or uh, food collection machines or something between the two rooms. And we saw a cross-contamination effect that was also substantially impacted by the lights. And that reduction uh, of infections occurred not only in the room we had the lights, but in the room adjacent to it. And really what kind of crystallized this whole story around this topic was that we also had um, the, uh, looked at a room down the hall that did not have the lights, and it actually showed us uh, no change in the number of infections. And that really helped to validate our perspective around this. And you know what? Just we have about two and a half minutes left before we're going to take a break. But so can you let us know about, and I'm going to go back to a question I wanted to ask you before. How long does it take for your technology to kill pathogens? Sure. So it starts killing bacteria uh, immediately when you turn on the lights. But really to get to what we call as our clinical claim, we look at a 24-hour period in the room. And then we say, based on that, how much bacteria do you get? How much bacteria do you kill, excuse me? And so right now, we're, the way we've uh, built this is we see about a 70% reduction in bacteria on average over 24 hours. Now, it's a bit hard to compare to a disinfectant, which you spray on a surface and kills a lot of bacteria like log 3, log 5, after you know 30 seconds or something, or, or 10 minutes or whatever time the dwell time is, right? The, the wrinkle here is that you're looking at um, an average reduction over a 24-hour period versus what I'm going to call an instantaneous reduction after just a couple minutes. So again, the idea here is that when you see this, this reduction in bacteria, it's over a 24-hour cycle, which is something you can validate through measurements yourself. Oh, well, that's, that's incredible. And, that, and, and our C. diff listeners are going to be appreciative of that. Can you tell? And that really helps our C. diff listeners, correct? Oh, absolutely. And so we think the C. diff uh, again, you know, if I go back to the patient bathroom, the area where a lot of this uh, C. diff can originate in the harbor and then be transmitted out into the rest of the patient rooms, um, our claim is that we can kill 70% of C. diff endospores after 24 hours. And this is with just a light in the ceiling. This is on top of everything you're already doing. So what's critical is, is this also can hit surfaces that are missed during the normal cleaning process. Again, we're all humans and healthcare workers have a tremendous amount of work to do in a very short period of time. So when they go in to clean a room, they're going to do their best, but there's only a finite amount of uh, things that they can do, and of course they can make mistakes. So bacteria that's sitting there can get picked up and transmitted to other patients, and numerous studies have shown that. So this light will help provide a safety net, if you will, which reduces bacteria left there and how it could get into additional patients. You know, and just to, just to close out this segment, if I was to say that your technology is more for the community environment, for the hospitals, it's in, instead of residential, would that, would that be a safe assumption then? I think it is. It's, you know, right now, the focus is on the, the kind of critical areas where people have uh, large open uh, surgical wounds or there's a high risk of infection and a high consequence of infection. You know, as I think I mentioned, there's some, we have some interest in the home environment long term, but it's really understanding how much light we need to put in those spaces and how best to put it into a light fixture that can be used in the house. Uh, you know, again, this is uh, you know, fairly expensive technology right now that we're putting in uh, hospital areas, and so it's just really not ready yet to go to the home. 
Okay. All right. And, and that's that's important to know. And I want to thank you, Cliff, for, 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 for uh, providing these key points. We're going to pause for a commercial break. And when we return, we'll be discussing the use of visible light for continuous environmental disinfection with Dr. Clifford J. Yankee of Indigo Clean. Making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The CDF Foundation offers global community support sessions. CDF can affect anyone at any age at any location in the world. Receive support from topic experts sharing information on nutrition, mental health, C. difficile prevention, treatments, and environmental safety. Get answers to your questions. You're not alone. Support is just a phone call or mouse click away. To register for a session, call the C. diff Foundation at 919-201-1512 or visit us on the web at cdifffoundation.org. To help support the CDF Foundation, please visit our website, cdifffoundation.org forward slash donate, or call toll free 1 844 4 CDIF. That's 1 844 367 2343. Join us in our fight against CDIF and help us continue our mission of educating and advocating for CDIF infection prevention, treatments, and environmental safety worldwide. Through your continued support, we can continue raising CDIF awareness and help save lives. Donate today. Visit cdifffoundation.org. Thank you. Because C. difficile lives on surfaces for weeks, because it infects nearly 500,000 Americans yearly, you need disinfectants you can trust. Clorox Healthcare bleach products, cited by more studies to kill C. diff than any other products, EPA registered to kill C. diff in as fast as three minutes, trusted disinfectants to kill C. diff spores in hospitals, because even one C. diff infection is too many. Learn more at CloroxHealthcare.com. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to C. diff, spores, and more. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now, back to our program. Here again is your host, Nancy Kerala. Welcome back to the program. I'm Kevin Hirsch, and it's a pleasure to reintroduce our guest, Dr. Clifford J. Youngke of Indigo Clean. And we're here to discuss the use of visible light for continuous environmental disinfection. And, you know, Cliff, this is extremely informative, this information. And if I could, let's, let's choose a key topic in the use of visible light for environmental disinfection, implementation, and operation. And the first question I'm going to have for you in this segment is, tell us a little bit about how the units are installed. Can they be utilized in any healthcare environment? Well, sure. So within the healthcare environment, uh, you know, there's light fixtures everywhere. And so essentially, uh, in any location where you put a light fixture, you can put one of these lights for disinfection. Um, the real challenge is to find, and, and kind of what we want to do is help our customers maximize the benefit of the light. So this is where you want to put the lights in an area where, one, it's medically relevant. That is, where do uh, where can people get infections? Where do they have open uh, incisions or open portals into the body? 
where do they have a risk of infection, and where is there a consequence of infection. And then you also want to use the product in an area where, of course, it can be effective. So this is an area that you know can be either well-lit or has uh, an area or a time period when it's not unoccupied, so you can uh, apply the blue mode light. And then finally, you want to use it in an area where there's limited alternatives to keep it continuously clean. So uh, you know, areas that are continuously occupied are a, a great uh, you know, option for this technology. So when you look across the range of spaces within the, the, the hospital, of course, as we talked about, the operating room is critical. Um, we talked a little bit about the emergency department, how it's a portal of entry, and how about 90% of healthcare admissions come in through the operating room. So this is just a huge source of bacteria for subsequent transmission into the hospital as well. And again, this could be MRSA, it could be C. diff, it could be anything. Um, you know, C. diff is just more of a challenge for disinfection purposes. But then um, you, know, you look at other areas in the hospital. I think I talked about pharmacy where they're doing sterile compounding. Um, your sterile processing department, uh, depending on how it's laid out, could be a, this could be a huge benefit for them. Uh, you know, there are some sterile processing departments that are much smaller uh, and have all the work contained in one room. And they have both a dirty and clean side in that room. And as you might imagine, bacteria can get from one side of the room to the other quite easily. So uh, we think also, of course, the patient room, the patient bathroom, uh, again, the, the waiting area is something where we know there's a lot of bacteria, but is that getting into people's bodies? So I think that's uh, another uh, you know question for each institution to address. So when we look across those areas in the hospital, uh, then we think about how you install this light fixture. And again, the benefit of it being a light fixture and the benefit of us being a lighting manufacturer is we understand how to do that. And so within the healthcare environment, you want a light fixture that's actually uh, what we call specification grade. It's designed to be gasketed and sealed so stuff can't get into and out of it, most notably bacteria. It has to be designed to reduce electromagnetic interference, and it also has to be designed to be cleanable. So when you put all that together, that's something that uh, you know Kennel has uh, done for many years, of, you know, Kennel being the owner of Go Clean, and also it matches up quite nicely with um, you know the technology as well. So it really provides a compelling story for the hospital to use the technology in those areas. You know, if I was to sum up your technology in just a couple of words, I'd call it peace of mind. <laughs> that's, right. that's, that's essentially what it is. That you, you really hit on it. It's peace of mind. It's another layer of defense. And again, the one thing I, I really, your listeners on the healthcare side will understand probably more than the consumers is the fact that it's something that people don't have to be trained on how to use. It's something that operates automatically, which means that people can't forget to do it and people can't do it incorrectly. And that's an important part. You know, again, we're all humans, and you know, when you ask people to clean these rooms in a very short period of time, mistakes are going to happen. This provides an additional uh, way to do that without having to bring on the cost and expense of training people and compliance. Now, I'd like to ask you about the operation and maintenance. Tell, tell me some more about that, please. Sure. So the, um, the operation and maintenance of this really is simplified because it's an LED light fixture. And as you might imagine, as I think I mentioned earlier, many of your listeners probably have LED lights in their houses, but this is where uh, being a fixture designer and manufacturer, in addition to being a medical technology company, really allows uh, Kennel to add value to our customers in the end. When you design the light fixture, you want to design it in a way that it will last for, in this case, we, you know, we warranty it ours for five years and designed to last for 10 years. And you can do that because we understand how to design LED light fixtures in a way that you don't run too much current through them, that they're properly spaced, 
on the, um, the, the boards within the, the fixture. All of these elements that go into designing a light fixture allow you to certify that fixture for a, a very long period of time, which means that it works and it works for that period of time. And again, it's something that the um, uh, facilities folks uh, love. You know, they, they put it in and then they come back and want to touch it for 10 years. Uh, you know, LEDs don't have bulbs to be replaced. That's another key point. If you open up a LED light fixture, the inside of it looks like a computer board. Uh, there's no light bulbs there. So, again, that's real simple for the for folks to, to follow up. And there's no additional, um, you know, parts that need to be replaced uh, beyond the bulbs. So, again, folks love that. It's a one-time investment. No people, no parts, nothing. You just let it go. Wow. Yeah, again, peace of mind comes to comes, comes to my thoughts. Yeah, so, exactly. So you see this? You see this as working synergistically with a facility's existing manual disinfection protocol, correct? Absolutely. I think that's a key point to emphasize. There's no magic bullets in the world of disinfection. You have to do everything right up front. The studies that we talked about and the, the pride that we have in those studies was based also on the fact that there was a good underlying program uh, operated by the head of infection prevention. Uh, at the Murray Regional Medical Center, in this case, uh, you know, Ms. Linnell Morell, uh, they went through a lot of effort to make sure that they're treating their patients right on the front side. Then this becomes, what else can you do? And, and so you have uh, all your normal disinfectants and chemicals that you use. If you're using UV light in some areas, great. It, this works with it. Whatever you're doing, it makes it better. Yeah, and, and the next question I'm going to have for you and is I'd like you to just freestyle with this question, if you if you would, is would you end this segment with a few thoughts as to what you would find relevant for us? Sure. Well, I think the biggest thing to understand, and this is probably more for, um, you know, the, uh, the healthcare side of the audience, um, is that, you know, using this technology is more than just putting a couple of LEDs in a light fixture. Light fixtures are largely, in many cases, a commodity. Um, what we find is that with this technology, there's more than just uh, putting, as I said, a couple of LEDs in a light fixture and putting it in the ceiling. You have to really understand the um, amount of, or the, uh, the right wavelength of the light to create the right germicidal effect. You have to understand the amount of light needed out of a fixture to create the right disinfecting effect on a surface. And then you need to understand the number of light fixtures throughout the room and also the uh, quantity of fixtures and how they're laid out. And that helps you ensure that you're disinfecting the entire uh, volume of the space. And I think that's something that can get lost on people. Certainly people who use UV light appreciate this because uh, you have to get UV light into every little spot in the room. And with UV light, you um, can have this effect called shadowing where uh, the surface or a chair or something might block the light from getting to the area behind it. With visible light, this light can scatter around the room and fill the entire volume and get to all these hard-to-use surfaces. But you need to uh, make sure you have enough light coming out of the fixtures that they're spread out across the room to do this. So I think that's one of the, you know, the, the key uh, elements of this. And that, that knowledge comes from the basic science of uh, this technology. And that's really where you know, the, the owner of Cal, uh, Mr. Jim Hawkins, made an investment and commitment to this. This is part of his legacy. Um, to invest in the foundational science and do all the studies that we've done. And that's really why we partnered with the uh, University of Strathclyde on this subject. They've done all the foundational science on this, and you know, we've spent several years now uh, building these studies to understand uh, how much light do you need 
on a surface to kill different types of bacteria and how much light you need throughout a room to create this effect. And then how do you integrate that light into the space in a way that doesn't prohibit them from using it? Again, we know UV light's a very effective disinfectant, but unfortunately, uh, people can't be in the room. So you can't put a UV light in the waiting room and have it just running 24-7, right? It'll be a really clean room, but it won't uh, have that effect. So I think, you know, really when you pull all that together, I think that's something, uh, a body of work that uh, we use to inspire our customers that we can help them create an end result. And now I think our scientific papers that we have, uh, you know, kind of summarize that fact. Something something that just came to mind, and it's um, it's one of the questions I was hoping to ask you, and it's when your system is installed in the professional environment, is there any special training needed by professionals or groups uh, to to utilize or or um, the Indigo Clean products? Yes, yeah, so I think as we kind of highlighted a little bit, uh, you know, before, because it's a light fiction, it's operating automatically. You don't have to train anybody to use this, and. You know, again, um, other products have their own advantages or disadvantages. Uh, you, you know, certainly you have to understand the right chemical disinfectant to select for a surface and, you know, apply that in the proper way and have a, a certain dwell time for that. Uh, there's a chance for error along the way there, as many people will uh, appreciate. And when you think of, um, uh, you know, say, using UV light, you have to understand how to position the device around the room and have it run for each cycle so that it thoroughly doses all of the surfaces within the room. And, you know, that's another, uh, you know, consideration, right? So uh, when you think of all of that, uh, having someone do that correctly, that means that people have to be trained properly. And as we know, there's turnover in all of these areas of the hospital. So, of course, the moment you train somebody, uh, you know, within, you know, a year or so, they get a better job and they move on and now you have to retrain them. Or you find that, you know, because they're people, they can make a mistake. Uh, they can forget to do this, uh, or they could simply be too busy to do it. Uh, that's another consideration. When you think of uh, room turnover in uh, the patient area, many hospitals are operating at 95% or higher occupancy because that's the only way they can make any money. And, of course, you, you know, there's people uh, that come into radiology through the ED because they've uh, you know had a fracture and they're going to get admitted to the hospital or they have some form of uh, illness that brings them and requires them to be admitted. And they could be stuck there in the ED waiting uh, for a substantial amount of time while someone goes and looks for uh, the proper uh, whole room disinfection device to uh, clean the room before the next person comes in. Imagine instead if you could eliminate that consideration and have uh, the room be disinfected continuously, uh, now you don't have to uh, impact your room turnover. And of course, uh, at least here in the U.S., operating rooms are the last source of real revenue for many hospitals. And so impacting room turnover is an absolute uh, no-no. And so if you have to shut the room down to do this disinfection between cases, you're impacting operations, and that's just something that's not going to happen. So, uh, again, I think when you you know put this all up in, in perspective, that's the important things to consider. You know what, and I'm glad I asked that question because that's extremely informative. And, uh, you know, and I can't wait till segment four, which is going to be coming up shortly, and we're going to wrap up. So for right now, Cliff, thank you so much for providing that in-depth information to our global listeners. At this time, we're going to pause for a commercial break. And when we return, we will be reviewing the key points discussed with our guest, uh, Dr. Clifford J. Yonke of Indigo Clean. And for right now, stay tuned because we're going to have some messages from our incredible sponsor, Clorox Healthcare. 
news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Because C. difficile lives on surfaces for weeks, because it infects nearly 500,000 Americans yearly, you need disinfectants you can trust. Clorox Healthcare bleach products, cited by more studies to kill C. diff than any other products. EPA registered to kill C. diff in as fast as three minutes. Trusted disinfectants to kill C. diff spores in hospitals, because even one C. diff infection is too many. Learn more at CloroxHealthcare.com. The C. diff Foundation offers global community support sessions. C. diff can affect anyone at any age at any location in the world. Receive support from topic experts sharing information on nutrition, mental health, C. difficile prevention, treatments, and environmental safety. Get answers to your questions. You're not alone. Support is just a phone call or mouse click away. To register for a session, call the C. diff Foundation at 919-201-1512 or visit us on the web at cdifffoundation.org. Have you done any of these things today? Exited a restroom? Entered and exited a patient's room? Visited a doctor's office? Have you done this today? Washed your hands? Hand washing remains the single most important task of the day. It takes soap, water, a minimum of 30 seconds, and a clean dry towel to turn off faucets and dry hands to stop giving germs a free ride. Keep safe from germs worldwide. Hand washing, number one in infection prevention. For additional information on handwashing instructions, visit cdifffoundation.org. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to C. diff, spores, and more. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now, back to our program. Here again is your host, Nancy Kerala. Welcome back to the program, and we thank our listeners joining us today. I'm Kevin Hirsch, your host for today. It's a pleasure to once again introduce our guest, Dr. Clifford J. Yonke of Indigo Clean. And we're talking about the use of visible light for continuous environmental disinfection. And if you've been with us this entire show, you have discovered an incredible amount of information um, that Cliff is giving to us. And Cliff, just to, just to end the program, what I'd like to do, because your information is so incredible, I, I would love to just do a little summary, if you don't mind, of what we just spoke about. Sure. So I think the first thing, to just to kind of put it in perspective, is the entire subject of environmental disinfection. And if you think about it, we've continually heard in the news about uh, how organisms are developing antibiotic resistance and how this translates into you know, real issues in the healthcare system. So when we think about organisms getting uh, you know, antibiotic resistance and all the programs that hospitals are putting in place to deal with this, you know, the one thing that it emphasizes is the importance of killing bacteria before they get into people's bodies because we can't just pump them with antibiotics the way we used to. So the idea of killing in, uh, organisms in the environment is taking on a much larger significance. 
And really, how you kill organisms in the environment is, you know, the good old-fashioned tried-and-true method of, of spreading disinfectants around the room. But now this subject of in-whole-room environmental disinfection has taken on, again, a much deeper, important perspective. And that's really where this, you know, our, our, our technology fits into this. So, again, we've, we, we were very excited to see uh, our studies that demonstrate uh, reduction of surgical site infections uh, using this environmental disinfection technology. And then um, when you add in the fact that this is a one-time, you know, capital purchase for the institution, uh, that doesn't require any training or operation or maintenance. It really puts things in a different light than what they've been historically exposed to. So I think as a, a patient, um, you know, the way I would look at this is that there's uh, lots of new benefits on the horizon for you because, you know, we're, we're all living longer and our bodies are falling apart. And so we need to have, in many cases, uh, uh, orthopedic joint replacements. When you go to have your surgeries, you should look at your institutions to see if they're uh, doing everything they can to make a clean, safe environment for you. And for sure, this is something that now has been shown to help people um, with this. And I think that's like any new technology. It takes a little bit to get it off the ground, but we're seeing this now. We have you know probably over uh, 100 or more operating rooms in the U.S. using this technology. So uh, it's really growing quite rapidly, and we you know we expect to you know double or triple that number in the next year or two here. So. Uh, it's, again, a really exciting time to be part of this, and we're really honored to um, you know, work with our partners at the University of Strathclyde who did the real foundational work on this, uh, you know, Dr. Scott McGregor, Dr. John Anderson, and Dr. Michelle McLean, uh, whose work really is the inspiration for what we're doing here today. And, and can you touch a little bit more on uh, C. diffusers? I know we talked about having the, you know, about the antibiotic resistance. That's what, that was last week's show, actually. It was really informative. And just a little bit more about the benefits and, and how this does offer that peace of mind. Just as a summary, we, we recapping basically what we talked before. Would you mind doing that? Of, of course. And, you know, C. diff, of course, is a very you know, nasty uh, uh, infection, as they all are. Um, but, uh, you know, again, C. diff is particularly challenging to kill in the environment because of the unspore nature of it. And, you know, the fact that you can have this light continually bathing the organism uh, provides an ability to uh, disinfect uh, surfaces that may have been missed during the normal cleaning process, but to also maximize the disinfection of that room. Uh, because now, in addition to whatever you're doing with your normal cleaning or UV light or uh, hydrogen peroxide vapor, you're also getting this additional benefit of running 24-7 and, and removing, as we've shown, you know, up to 70% of the C. diff endospores in the room. And, you know, again, we're still, uh, I think, probably working through, uh, you know, how many infections that reduces ultimately. But there's numerous studies that show that re if you reduce bacteria in the environment, you reduce infections. It just makes good sense, right? And I think that's the, you know, the, the key piece for uh, key takeaway with relative to, to C. diff here. Now, we have, a, we have about four minutes left until we close this segment. And uh, what I want to ask you is um, just, just your vision of what does the future look like in the professional environments and what does the future look like for your product? What's your vision? Well, sure. I think the, the, the real, our real focus right now is uh, you know, building more clinical evidence to help people feel more comfortable with the decision but it's, uh, to, to implement the technology. But it also becomes another uh, uh, avenue uh, for us to help people experience the technology through our clinical partners program, and then through you know additional efforts to um, you know expand the use of the technology into new applications. And I think I spoke a little bit about uh, other areas in the hospital where we see this, and I think the idea of you know sterile compounding and sterile manufacturing can actually extend beyond the hospital. So if you look at uh, you know clean rooms across the U.S. where 
folks are doing pharmaceutical compounding, the um, use or a potential uh, uh, contaminated uh, environment and a recall of an entire batch of chemicals, of course, is very scary for people. And it's also uh, something that has a huge financial impact to uh, those institutions. So using the technology in those environments, I think, uh, would be a great uh, you know, kind of next step for us. And it's something that we feel comfortable about taking because we've invested in all the science on the front end where we've spent the time to understand, as I mentioned earlier to the listeners, you know, what's the right wavelength of light to create the maximum disinfecting efficacy? What's the right amount of light out of the fixture to uh, create the amount of irradiance or disinfection on a particular surface? And then how many fixtures do you need in a room to be able to disinfect that entire space? And that can become particularly challenging because as you move out of uh, you know, a normal patient room or areas in the healthcare institution which have kind of defined, uh, I'm going to call them physical geometries, uh, if you get into other uh, manufacturing environments, uh, like I said, sterile compounding, this is an area where the spaces can be very physically different, and you need to be able to figure out how to dose those environments properly to create the desired level of disinfection. And you know, we're certainly seeing interest in that, but I think the folks that are in those segments, the customers that are there, uh, realize that uh, there's a, a chance for them to improve environmental hygiene and reduce these, these potential occurrences. So, uh, you know, I think that's one area where we, we see a lot of growth. And then we certainly see the, the long-term uh, idea of this, where every light in the hospital has this technology just as a matter of principle. Um, and, you know, again, if it's a light that can kill bacteria, why wouldn't you, uh, you know, put the technology in there and have it um, be used in those those environments? And then I think, you know, so lastly, the area that we see probably more impact is uh, potentially at home, but I think that's uh, an area where we still are uh, getting through the right uh, science because what we don't want to do is sell people a placebo. Uh, you could easily take a, a light, put a blue LED in it and say, here you go, this will disinfect, uh, but ultimately people don't see a benefit in it because, or realize a benefit in it because you haven't provided enough dose to the room. And so I think that's something that, uh, again, we, we want to focus on uh, going into those areas with the right uh, product for the, the, the home environment. You know, you, you hit on something. We, we literally just have about a, a minute and a half left, but if you could just say something is, you, you hit on this and what you just said is, why not do it? What do you think the holdback with some some hospitals are? Sure. Well, I think with all hospitals, this is a great, great point to wrap up on because the ultimate uh, uh, you know, kind of rubber meets the road here for hospitals is they have finite resources. Yes, they want to provide the best health care they can. Of course they do. But they have a finite budget in which to do it. And that finite budget implies certain critical financial decisions. And it's not just disinfection. It's, you know, do they upgrade their uh, you know, electronic medical record system? Do they have new hand-washing dispensers throughout the building? Uh, do they uh, put new uh, vinyl floors in the operating rooms? You know, there's all these different types of decisions that they have to synthesize together. And that's really where the value proposition of each product has to stand on its own. And that's where these studies help to validate that. You know, as we just said, a study that shows a 75% reduction in bacteria, uh, excuse me, reduction in surgical site infections, uh, has a very compelling value proposition. And we think that's ultimately what the hospitals are going to want to to see more of. You know what? I Wow. Okay, so thank you so much. Um, we're going to close our show today. Uh, Cliff, 
We can't thank you enough for joining us today on the C-Diff Spores and More Global Broadcasting. And we're grateful for your dedication and health care for putting patients first. And yes, your passion came through with everything you were talking about, and it was inspiring. Thank you. And at this time, the members of the C-Diff Foundation wish to acknowledge all of the organizations around the globe dedicated to improving health, the organizations and professionals researching and developing new products addressing C. difficile infection prevention and treatments, protecting the gut microbiome and addressing environmental safety worldwide. To learn more about C. difficile infection and recurrent C. difficile infection clinical trials in progress and how you may be able to take part in a clinical study, please visit the C. diff foundation's website www.cdifffoundation.org and click on the tab clinical trials in progress. Please help them help you to help others. And keep in mind, save the date. The third annual Global C. diff Awareness Walk is taking place on May 18th in Teaneck, New Jersey, Newport, Ritchie, Florida, and Leicester, England, will be held by Dr. Martha Clokey and her lab. Take a walk in the park to promote C. diff infection awareness and help us save lives worldwide. For more information, please visit the website www.cdifffoundation.org. We look forward to meeting you on May 18th. We send our get well wishes to all patients and that are being treated and recovering from C. difficile infection and the many wellness-draining illnesses being combated across the globe. I'm your host, Kevin Hirsch, with our reminder, none of us can do this alone. All of us can do this together. We wish you good health, continued healing, and a good day. Thank you for tuning in this week for C. diff, spores, and more. Be sure to join your host, Nancy Kerala, again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 1 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of our program on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. None of us can do this alone. All of us can do this together. We'll be right back. 